Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. China may block access to more than 100 overseas crypto trading platforms. Good evening, I'm Stan Higgins, and welcome to Late Confirmation from Coindesk, bringing you today's top stories. On today's program, as odd as it may sound, crypto startups are destroying millions of their own tokens to generate value for investors. Uh, Yesterday, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission issued disapproval orders for a total of nine Bitcoin exchange-traded fund proposals from three firms. And lastly, we'll speak with Coindesk research analyst Peter Ryan about some interesting metrics around the Litecoin blockchain. But first, a word from our sponsor, the Said Business School at University of Oxford. You can now study blockchain entirely online with Oxford University's Said Business School. Find out more about the six-week online program that gives you a fundamental understanding of blockchain and its implications and effects on your business strategy by visiting OxfordExecBlockchain.com. It looks like there are more restrictions coming to the crypto space in China. As first reported yesterday, a Chinese government organization tasked with fighting consumer financial risk has identified 124 trading platforms subject to being blocked. The platforms have overseas IP addresses but are still available in the country. The China National Fintech Risk Rectification Office now plans to step up its efforts in monitoring commercial use of cryptocurrency and to block access to these trading platforms. The office's mission is to protect against financial risk related to issues like peer-to-peer lending and cryptocurrency trading. The agency is also in talks with third-party payments vendors that are required to scrutinize and halt accounts suspected of handling cryptocurrency transactions. Notably, this news followed word that several Chinese cryptocurrency media outlets have been banned from operating on WeChat. Some crypto startups are destroying their own tokens. Coindesk's Brady Dale reports that ICO-powered blockchain startups are now seeing the benefits of fueling and funding their projects with a scarce digital asset that they create. Simply put, the projects are using their tokens to price their services and then strategically burn the tokens or destroying the cryptographic keys to these assets so they can never, ever be recovered. The effect alters the economics of the money supply to which startups have a direct relationship. It's not just one company doing it. After crypto exchange Binance destroyed 2.5 million BNB tokens in July, Switzerland-based IDU also announced that it would remove 1% of its EDO tokens from circulation. 
The technique has proven to be a selling point for investors, with ICO white papers promising that projects will destroy new tokens as they return to the issuer as earnings. Experts warn, however, that this action could be considered as a form of market manipulation if no actual products are being delivered after the ICO. The Securities and Exchange Commission has issued rejections to nine Bitcoin exchange-traded fund proposals from companies ProShares, Direxion, and GraniteShares. In three orders published yesterday, August 22nd, the rejections came ahead of previously reported deadlines arising from the SEC's public-facing approval process. Notably, in all of the instances, the SEC stressed that it emphasizes that its disapproval does not rest on an evaluation of whether Bitcoin or blockchain technology, more generally, has utility or value as an innovation or investment, but rather the SEC took fault with concerns over market manipulation and market surveillance. Yesterday's decision leaves just one Bitcoin ETF, the one proposed earlier this year by Vanek and Solidex, on the docket. We'll be following these stories and more closely on Coindesk.com. The most influential conference in crypto comes to Asia this fall. Coindesk's Consensus Conference takes over Singapore on September 19th and 20th. Join more than 75 speakers and 50 sponsors for two days of powerful insights, industry announcements, and cross-industry networking opportunities. It's all happening in Singapore on September 19th and 20th. Register today at coindesk.com slash events. So now we're joined by Coindesk research analyst Peter Ryan, who's going to talk about uh, some metrics that he's been looking into around Litecoin uh, going back since the end of last year. So welcome, Peter. Thanks for having me. Um, so I guess, you know, to, to get it started off, um, you know, I guess, you know, based on these metrics you're seeing, you know, probably, you know, which one is the most meaningful that um, maybe our listeners um, might be of, you know, most interested in? Yeah, I think probably the most meaningful is price. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone cares about for right now. Uh, you know, back in December, we saw highs of around 250, somewhere in that ballpark. And we're looking at about, you know, in the range of about $50 in August. So price has drastically fallen. Uh, But while price is the most coveted metric to always have your eyes on, um, things like transaction volume occurring on-chain and transaction counts going through the blockchain are also very good ways to look at the actual utility of the cryptocurrency. Hmm. Uh, and so based on what you're looking at, um, have those numbers been falling in tandem with the price or is that kind of situation there a bit more puzzling? So, yeah, we've seen those numbers fall as well. And a lot of speculators out there suggest that the crypto wide bear market is just you know, bringing everything down. There's less usage. There's less exchange activity. So. We can expect that all cryptocurrencies will have a bit of a lull and they will eventually come back. However, it is important to point out that if that is the case, if this is just a generalized effect that is um, independent of anything that's going on uniquely with Litecoin, um, then we should probably see consistent ratios compared to, let's say, Bitcoin. Uh, And when we look at the ratios for some of these fundamental metrics, we actually find there is um, divergence. And as the year goes on, we do find that ratio slips from, let's say, transaction volume, which was going around 20% back in December and January, down to about, you know, three, 2%. So that seems like 
if it was just a generalized bear market, we probably would have seen you know, some bounces around, but basically uh, that 20% number uh, in August, but we don't. Hmm. Uh, so I guess, you know, for our, our, our listeners' sake, you know, what's the big takeaway um, from some of the, the data that you're looking at here? I think it's important to look at this um, basically that the usage on the Litecoin blockchain has dropped and that there perhaps is something going on unique to Litecoin that is outside just this generalized effect of the bear market. And we can look at some other ways to show if there's been um, something interesting going on with Litecoin in particular. When we look at developer activity on GitHub for the uh, main Litecoin project, we see that um, the commits were basically pretty active up until February. And then we see a very drastic drop-off come the spring and really haven't seen any tick back up. So there is a lack of developer activity going into this. And when we look at other social metrics, uh, let's say, you know, the Litecoin subreddit. Um, back in uh, the winter, we saw it at about 150,000, and it's really only grown to 190,000 or so over the past couple months, whereas Bitcoin subreddit um, went from about 600,000 to 900,000. So again, we're sort of seeing... Um, you know, Bitcoin as the standard increasing um, much more so than Litecoin in a few other ways. Bitcoin's developer activity also has not seen the same drop off uh, that Litecoin's has. So ultimately, we can see there's less throughput on the actual Litecoin blockchain. There's less developer activity from the software side of things. And there's less social engagement on the channels for communication. Um, and so buyers beware a little bit of what's going on. Do your own research. Um, but Charlie Lee probably made a good decision to sell back in uh, December at all-time highs. <laughs> um, well, I guess, you know, for a final question, you know, for folks who, you know, maybe they follow developments in Litecoin or, you know, maybe they, they own a little bit. Um, I guess of these metrics that you guys have been looking at and analyzing, you know, probably what's the key one to watch? I know price is top of mind for everybody, but, you know, in your opinion, I guess, you know, what's the metric here to watch in the weeks and months ahead? I think ultimately the transaction volume and the transaction counts because while things that occur off-chain and in the back rooms of the development world are very important, um, ultimately these are blockchains. If there's not transactions getting sent through and the actual technology is not getting utilized, um, then it just does not seem that there is a desire, a demand for this product. Uh, although there is uh, potential uh, positive trends coming up for Litecoin, um, whether it be some integrations with banks and debit cards, um, Charlie Lee was signed on to uh, help out with HTC as they implement some of this technology into their mm -hmm. phone. Um, so there's definitely some... Um, some potential uh, projects to bear fruit in the future. But until we see those transaction counts and that transaction volume start bumping back up, um, things, things are definitely in a lull. Hmm, interesting. Well, that's one to watch. So thank you for joining us, Peter. Late Confirmation is brought to you by the Said Business School at Oxford University, where you can now study fintech entirely online. 
The 10-week program gives you the tools you need to build on the future of transactions and commerce. You'll explore emerging technologies that will disrupt marketplaces and financial services, and examine the state of the industry and plan disruptive intra- or entrepreneurial interventions. Throughout the program, you'll be exposed to key ideas, principles, and frameworks from CEOs of leading startups, corporate leaders, and instructional leaders at the forefront of research in the space of future commerce and transactions. For more information, check out OxfordExecFintech.com. For more on today's stories, check out Coindesk.com, and of course, you can get all the updates all day on Twitter at Coindesk, and subscribe to our newsletter at Coindesk.com newsletter. For Coindesk, I'm Stan Higgins, and this has been Late Confirmation. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.